0: Hello. Dad, hey, it's Luke. Hey, Luke. What's happening? So I'm working on 30 Pop, and I just noticed that the number one single in the country 30 years ago this week was the Bette Midler song, Wind Beneath My Wings, which is really kind of a terrible song. But since you and mom just celebrated your anniversary, I thought I would ask you the question and sort of set you up to say, who would you say is the wind beneath your wings? Hmm. Well, your mother would be. That's a great answer. (laughs) Just a deliberate pause there. Not intentional. (laughs) I had to really think about it. So it's been since she was 14 years old. 14 years old. And you were how old when she was 14? I was older. Okay. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. So y'all just had which anniversary? 46. 46 years. Well, happy anniversary. I just needed to know who the wind beneath your wings was. It is Rebecca Ellen Ramsey Bronner. <laughs> Perfect. Do you want to share her social security number? or <laughs> I know it. <laughs> All right. I love you, Dad. Thank you. You too, bud. Thank you. We'll next. see you. Right. Bye. From you Media Group, this is 30 Pop, a weekly peek back at the music, movies, sports, fashion, politics, and news from 30 years ago. I'm your host, Luke Bronner. This is Season 1, Episode 17, Series, Sequels, and Stupid Kids. Today we're looking back at the week that ended June 10th, 1989. Hello friends and welcome to Episode 17 of 30 Pop. In all honesty, looking back at this week in 1989, there just wasn't a ton of remarkable stuff happening in pop culture. Fine Young Cannibals continued their reign at the top of the Billboard charts with their sophomore album, The Raw and The Cooked, which, once again, we'll get into in a few weeks. The number two album in the country was the soundtrack to the 1988 Bette midler barbara Hershey film, Beaches, which, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, featured the top single in the country. Perhaps the greatest musical humble brag in the history of songwriting, Midler's corny classic, Wind Beneath My Wings and we had a new number one film at the box office. Replacing the third film in the Indiana Jones franchise, The Last Crusade, was the similarly titled fifth film in the Star Trek franchise, The Final Frontier, which is universally accepted to be one of, if not the worst, of the 13 films currently in that series.
1: A strange force has entered the galaxy. A future of mankind is at stake. It could only mean one thing. Greetings, Captain. Spock. I do not think you realize the gravity of your situation. Oh. The vacation is over. Now, the crew of the Starship Enterprise.
0: Enterprise, are you ready?
1: Is taking adventure where it has never gone before. What do you stand around for? Do you not know a jailbreak when you see one? From the mind of a madman. hostile Force has taken control of our vessel. Mr. Solo, full ahead. Through the center of the galaxy. You know we'll never make it through the Great Barrier. To the final frontier. Fascinating. How often have you done this? Actually, it's my first attempt. Fire the rockets! You never cease to amaze me. Nor I myself. This is the boldest track of all. Warp speed now. Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Mr. Scott, you're amazing. i nothing amazing about it. I know this shit like the back of my hand.
0: While this film was a huge opening weekend smash, thanks entirely to the massive success of its predecessor, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, It quickly waned at the box office once word got out about how bad it was. It felt like such a departure from the tone and style of the earlier films and the TV series, with poor writing and a disproportionate amount of cheesy punchlines and slapstick humor. That actually makes me kind of sad, as this was the feature film directorial debut of the franchise's star, William Shatner, of whom I happen to be a huge fan because of his role as Denny Crane in the early 2000s television comedy-drama Boston Legal. For all his charm and charisma as Captain-slash-Admiral James T. Kirk, Shatner made for a really poor director, at least as far as the finished product was concerned. Surprisingly, even George Takei, who played the character Sulu and had a notoriously tumultuous personal relationship with Shatner at this point in 1989, wound up speaking pretty highly of him as a director. But nevertheless, the film fell flat after its big opening weekend and certainly hasn't aged well in the three decades since. I tried to get a call with Mr. Shatner, but he's pretty openly opposed to doing podcast interviews for whatever reason, so I had no luck. So, Mr. Shatner, if you're listening, know that I still think you're pretty great and I'd give just about anything to sit on a downtown Boston balcony drinking scotch and puffing a cigar with you and James Spader sometime. Anyway, all of that was to say, while there wasn't a ton happening in pop culture this week in 1989, there was a ton to look forward to especially from Hollywood, as one of the all-time greatest collections of summer blockbusters we're just about to release. I'm a big, big fan of going to the movie theater, and I always have been, and truly one of my favorite parts of that experience to this day is watching the trailers for coming attractions. So, just for fun, if you had gone to the movies 30 years ago this week, perhaps even to see Star Trek V, here are some of the trailers you'd have most likely seen for other June releases. It was a quiet Saturday morning. Professor Wayne Zielinski
1: was hard at work on his new invention. this thing works, to will put us right up there with the invention of electricity. That didn't quite work.
2: Did you get the machine to work? A few more
1: bucks to get out. Then
2: something quite unexpected happened. Where are the kids? I haven't seen them since I left this morning. It shrunk the kids. Nick, what happened? It works. Diane, I got something real important to tell you. Are you trying to tell me? The machine works? Do the kids know? Well, yeah, the kids know that's great it's not that great why i shrunk the kids and the thompson kids too they're about this big threw them out with the trash Ah!
1: what
2: they're in the backyard walt disney pictures presents the last frontier dad can fix us right nick
1: Ah!
2: Ah! i'll tell you their size it's a
1: jungle out there While the professor is looking for the kids, we just gotta keep our eyes open. They're taking matters into their own hands. I say that, and it's ours. Line-mower! They better behave themselves.
2: Something's very weird here. What is it? Earthquake! No Lawnmower! No! 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 Rick Moranis is Professor Wayne Zelinsky.
1: Blew up my kids? No, no, no. no, no, no. no if the machine no. had
2: blown up the kids, there'd be pieces of them everywhere. Wait, said...
1: did you report some missing children? Well, oh, there
2: must be some mistake. Ours are in the backyard. Right, honey? Honey, I shrunk the kids. We're all the size of boogers. Dad, don't eat me!
1: The time has come. When a student must question. I know you don't believe in fighting, but this isn't exactly fighting, you know. Not exactly ping pong either. When a teacher must let go. We like always train you, but for tournament, cannot. When a conspiracy is planned. You said that if I beat this LaRusso kid in the All Valley tournament, that you'd give me 25% of your new dojo. When a trap is set. You know how to front sweep? Uh, not really. Do you know how to sweep? Of course. Ah! All like this. It's no joke. I need your title. You don't enter, that affects my financial future, Daniel. Get it? You think you can rely on that crane crap? Last time you weren't fighting this. Mr. Miyagi loves you. He has faith in you. This guy wants to break you, humiliate you, stomp you into the ground. Yes! I'm sorry if you don't like it, but I got problems, and if you're not going to be part of the solution, don't give me a hard time about it. No. The man must make a choice, and the kid must become a man. You are going to defend. You're getting in that ring. What am I doing? First he suffers, then he suffers some more. Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, a John G. Evelson film. The Karate Kid, Part 3. At the stroke of midnight... On New Year's Eve of the last decade of the 20th century America's largest city is about to pay for the nastiness of its inhabitants When that day comes When the slime starts to rise The Titanic just arrived When ghosts start arriving by the boatload
2: We gotta find the guys
1: There's only one thing to do
2: Sometimes weird things happen Someone has
1: to deal with it
2: And who are you going to call?
1: Suck in the guts, guys, with the Ghostbusters The superstars of the supernatural are back To nuke the spooks Be fast and be slow. Make some time. Don't put any of those old cheap moves on. No, no, no.
2: It's
1: different. I have all new cheap moves. Raise your spirits. Uh-huh. If we don't do something by midnight, you will be remembered in history as the man who let New York get sucked down into the tenth level of hell. And kick some slime. It looks like a giant jello mold. I hate jello. Oh, come on, there's always room for jello. Happy New Year! Pose them. Ghostbusters 2. You're short, your belly button sticks out too far, and you're a terrible burden on your poor mother. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, and Ernie Hudson in an Ivan Reitman show. Ghostbusters too. You're the best, we're the beautiful, we're the only. Ghostbusters. We're back! Who you gonna call?
0: Ghostbusters! So many movies that I loved as a kid, all coming out over the course of one summer. And as I mentioned last week, we also get Tim Burton's Batman this month. But the trailer for that one is surprisingly terrible, so I left it off. One quick hint, if you plan on coming to our June Trivia Night this coming Wednesday, June 12th, at Cafeza in Houston... Any or all of these movies may be worth brushing up on beforehand, as all the questions will be connected in some way to pop culture from June of 1989. Another quick hint, if you want to improve your chances of winning at Trivia Night, there are a few ways you can go ahead and get some bonus points racked up for you and your team. There will be a total of 1,000 points available in the actual trivia, but you can get up to 100 more points by subscribing to 30 Pop, leaving a 5-star review of the show on Apple Podcasts, sharing the event on social media, showing up with some sort of 80s swag on and having each one of your teammates do the same. If you don't live in Houston, but would be interested in hosting a 30 Pop Trivia Night in your town, shoot me an email at 30poppodcast at and I'll help you get all set up. I promise it'll make for a really fun night. Now, before I wrap up this episode, I thought it'd be fun to welcome back my dear friend, actor, filmmaker, and constant creator of Ridiculous Characters, Aaron Hale for a segment I like to call Get Off My Lawn. Aaron, welcome back to 30 Pop. Always a joy to have you. Thanks for having me. So I wanted you to be a part of this segment, which we call Get Off My Lawn, so that you and I, as 30-something-year-old men, can just sort of complain about something that we don't understand or like about the generations behind us. Can't wait. Today, I want us to talk a little bit about the way these people talk. And so here's <laughs> here's the thing. So Zach McKenzie, who I've had on the show, I invited him on a few weeks ago to be on another episode. And I sent him a list of the things that we would be talking about. And he responded with, I would dead ass have no comment on any of those things. Dead ass, ass, and I've heard him say the word dead ass so many times. Is it a hyphenated word? No, it's just, just one, one word. word. Dead ass. Dead ass. Uh-huh. I would dead ass, and it's one of those things that, like, I understand what he's saying, and I hear other people say it, mm-hmm. but I cannot stand. Is it just when millennials idea? say "I dead ass"? This. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Get off my lawn.
2: Okay. I like that. <laughs> you got something? Deadass. I like what you said here because this is something that I've actually had a conversation about recently is the idea that when I was young, I used to look at like people my parents' age and mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, they're so out of touch. They just don't know what's cool. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm their age, I look at those kids and go, well... My parents were right. Mm-hmm. I was just stupid. Yeah. And it happens every year that I get older. I look back at a year ago and go, oh, I was stupid yeah. when I thought that was whatever. It's true. So now I look at kids younger than me and go, oh, they're stupid.
0: They are stupid, though. They That's do the truth. They stupid things. I had a conversation with someone last night who is a teacher. She's 24 years old, about to be 24 years old. And I said, isn't it weird how the day after you graduate high school, you look at the high school kids and just think, oh, my gosh, they're babies and they're stupid. Mm-hmm. And she, she totally agreed. gets it. And yeah. she agrees that every year she teaches high school yeah. as a 23-year-old. And she's like, yeah, they're idiots. And I'm only a few years removed. But, like, they're so stupid.
2: <laughs> kids are stupid. <laughs> I think, I mean, and get I mean off, that in a Get, nice, off, get my lawn. off my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn. Not, get off my Hey, get off my lawn. F*** you. Okay, no I'm using it. Uh, you can't. <laughs> I have to. Okay. <laughs> I was going to do the voice. I'm trying to think Go of what I want. I'll tell you what I can't get behind. is the way you're saying that you don't like the way the kids talk. Now, I was texting with my son the other day. <laughs> And I asked him a question, and instead of just saying, yes, Dad, or okay, he says the word bet. Now, I don't know what he's talking about. Is he telling me to make a bet on something? Is he asking me to wager? You know, I don't know. So I ask him, I say, what are you trying to say here? You're asking me to bet on something? Is Are you at a racetrack or something? And he starts laughing, and I just don't I don't, as I said, I don't understand, uh, needless to say, what these kids are even meaning with the things that they're saying. I'd like to say to these guys, hey, get off my lawn.
0: Aaron. So that's one of Aaron's many characters from his Instagram, at Aaron Hale Snaps. So fun. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, but I appreciate you sharing. Thanks for being back on the show <laughs> once again. <laughs> we'll see you soon. I hope this is usable. It's great. We'll see you soon. <laughs> okay, see ya. If you haven't followed at Aaron Hale Snaps on Instagram yet, you definitely should do it. He's too much fun. You should also give the show a follow at 30 Pop Podcast or at 30 Pop on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks to Aaron, as always, for being on the show and for being such a never-ending source of good times in my life. And thank you for listening, friends. You make producing this show each week really, really fun, and I couldn't do it without you. So, I guess that means you are the wind beneath my wings. See you next week. 30 Pop is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Prawner. Our artwork is by the amazing Heather Hale check out more shows from Millu Media Group, visit MillYouMedia.com, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. And if you have a story from 1989 that you want to share on the air, email 30poppodcasts at gmail.com.